What's up, everybody? I'm Mark Magruder. This is the 2020 Podcast, where we talk business, sports, lifestyle, and stories. In today's episode, we are into lifestyle. And I have a special guest for you today that is going to talk about life in high school and finishing out your senior year. But before I get there, let's talk about this year for a minute. 2020 has been a hard year for most. Maybe you find yourself stuck in the house all day trying to work with kids going bonkers, making way too many appearances in your daily video conferences. Maybe you're older and more isolated from everyone, wondering when it will be safe to go out again. We all have our own unique struggles, that's for sure. One experience most of us have is vivid memories of back in the days of high school. Time with friends, big dances, sporting events, concerts, becoming independent, and thinking you were completely independent all too early. Well, what would it be like if you missed your senior year? What if suddenly it got cut short by the pandemic? Not only that, but think about the first few weeks of college when you're meeting new friends in the dorms and going to social events to get to know people. What if all those are canceled? How do you navigate through all of this? Rhett Ailes will fill us in on how he's navigating through this as he's in the thick of it right now. I think you'll see the life lessons he's learning now can apply to all of us. After all, it's always helpful to get perspective when you walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Let's transition right over to my conversation with Rhett. Today's guest is Rhett Ailes. He just graduated high school from Del Oro High School just outside of Sacramento, California. I thought he'd be a perfect guest because it's fascinating to see how he has dealt with missing essentially the second half of his senior year of high school. For many of us, our fondest high school memories were of epic prom, walking graduation, and hilarious senior roasts. Well, Rhett missed all of those things. What does it look like to miss those things and move on with life? We'll find out with this generation in Rhett's class. Rhett, thanks for joining us today, my man. Thank you, man, for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So let's just get right into it. Most of us remember high school having cliques. You got the jocks, you got the cheerleaders, the nerds, the goths, the band folk, the glee crew. And from what I've heard, that's that's changed a little bit. Uh, so tell us, is that still true today? And give us an idea of where you might kind of fit into one of these categories? I think it's actually pretty funny um, how those cliques have changed over time. You know, it's all over Hollywood. You look at Mean Girls. and but I think I'm in a unique situation regarding high school. Del Oro, it's, it's in a small town with a small town vibe. We have the big city of Roseville next to us, obviously, but Loomis, it's still kind of clinging to a more secluded and maybe special part of high school. Football is huge up here, and the homecoming football game, the entire town is shut down for the week celebrating. You know, we obviously have the jocks, and they are a large presence on the campus. Next would have to be the skimokers, as we call them. Uh, they're actually some of the most chill people I've met in high school. It's, it's pretty funny. And yeah, yeah. Hold, hold on, skimokers. Tell us, what what's uh, that all about? 
we we call them the, the skater smokers. Um, and they're actually pretty funny. <laughs> I get a kick out of them. Nice. Yes. Uh, and of course, because it's Loomis, we have a large party of cowboys, 4-H, bobbing around, you know, in their big old trucks jacked up with the, with the flags flying. And there, there are still a lot of band drama kids, but they kind of stick to their own. But Del Oro, it, it's unique in that I have friends in every circle. It's a pretty tight group as far as high schools go. I wouldn't really say I have a clique, mostly because I like, hang, I like hanging and uh, talking to people of all circles. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be the athletes, just as I spent the majority of the time on the field with them or at games, and I probably get along with them the best, you know, through the always changing topic of sports. I got you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the cool things that's happened over the years is that it's changed from being these really segmented groups into like all people throughout hanging out with different folks. So I love that. Um, so okay, now that we know that you're an athlete. Um, I want to talk about this for a minute. So missing your senior year of high school is typically the pinnacle of athletics. Also, for those who are sophomores and juniors, it's a huge recruiting year. And people have essentially missed an entire year of that opportunity. So tell us a little bit about, about how that was, missing your senior year of athletics. Totally. I... For me, it's hard, and for my buddies, I, I would say one word would be shell-shocked. It came out of nowhere, and it kind of came like a thief in the night, and one day we were practicing, preparing for our first game against Rio Linda, and the next week, we were not allowed to play any games. <laughs> and for guys that are going on and pursuing their dreams in college, it kind of blew those plans right out of the water you, you can send game film and tape all you want or past highlights from junior season but it doesn't make up you know even community college coaches coming and sitting in the stands and watching you play a game watching your fundamentals how you cover the bag that kind of thing that's all lost when we you know our season got ransacked by COVID-19 and I, I think the biggest hit is seniors obviously leaving and trying to find a place to play. I'd say the next biggest hit would be juniors because junior season and that film and tape is crucial to the uh, recruiting timeline. So I think a lot of athletes are hurting right now, especially when they were banking on that senior season to put up those big numbers. And that's been incredibly hard for yeah. me and a lot of my friends. That's tough, man. And especially just the joy of playing and being together, the camaraderie and all that, just missing that is such a bummer. So, all right, That's gone. let's talk about how this whole thing went down in the beginning. Tell us where you were, what happened, like how did everything unfold with COVID and the shutdown? It's actually a pretty funny story. So it was a Friday and I had first block AP stats. Um, so I get in there and there's this kid, you know, he's regular average Joe. And I, I kind of know him because he's in my graphic design third block. So he gets in there. He walks in a little bit late. Dude is not well. This buddy this buddy needs to see a hospital, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be. He, he walks in. He's red to the face, coughing up a storm. Apparently he's got a high fever. I said, no, I do not mess with this. So I started scooting my chair back. And he, he gives me, he's like, bro, I'm fine. I swear. Ugh. You know, I just cough like everywhere. <laughs> And this is right when COVID started to get serious. So we're all looking at him like he's, you know, diseased. 
basically dead. <laughs> and my teacher gives him one look and she says, get out of my classroom. He's like, what do you mean? And she's like, you need to go get tested. Get out of my classroom. <laughs> and um, that was my first interaction with school uh, stopping with, you know, COVID-19. And at first, all the teachers thought it was a joke. It was a common cold. And after that Friday, you know, we never came back to school. And that was two months ago. Um, I think it is interesting to watch since then, you know, how people have responded to COVID. You know, some of my friends seemed to shrivel up and give up. It was incredibly sad to watch the fear that kind of devoured them. And my dad has always been a speaker of truth. And he isn't someone that takes, you know, everything at face value. And we were pretty worried before someone... You know, some of the research me and him started doing came out. Uh, we were worried and fearful, especially for our grandparents and cousin, who's extremely high risk. And I think that's something that we have in common with most people. Most people were scared. Most people were worried. But it was pretty hard realizing high school was over and you had your last lunch with your buddies in the quad. You know, I didn't have fifth block, so I met, we got out at lunch every single day, me and my buddies. And we'd always go do burnouts in the parking lot guy that drove his little cart would chase us. And we had our last burnout in the parking lot and we didn't even know it. You know, last baseball practice where coach says fives up and hits five ground balls. And if we catch all of them, we're, then we're done. You know, again, nothing new from any other high school senior. And I'm sure a ton of high schoolers, you know, felt the same. But at that point, it kind of hit us, you know, we're done. Hmm. As the stir crazy, you know, heightened after a couple of months, I did go on a couple of jobs to my parents' chagrin, but what can you say? Foster <laughs> County is very unique in that we are already kind of back to normal. Out of all the counties, I think there are only a couple at our level of openness, so that's been that's been cool. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say, you know, there was a lot of lasts without knowing that they were your lasts. And so there was a lack of closure to an extent. Typically, you close one chapter and you move on to the next uh, with high school and moving on to college. But it seems like you guys didn't get that. So let's move on to this. So your generation has always been infamous for having devices glued in their hands and not needing real physical social interaction because you get it through social media, right? Whether it's Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Marco Polo, or whatever else it might be and others that I don't even know about. But how have you guys stayed engaged with friends during this time when you have felt and, and have you felt the void of not being physically in the same places together? You know, I think it's awesome being able to be the generation at the front of the technological wave. A couple of years ago, you know, you couldn't even have multiple people on a FaceTime. I think me and my buddies that first month called each other almost every day. And there had to have been at least six boys on those FaceTimes just going crazy, talking crap. <laughs> we also, you know, played a blood ton of video games those first two months. And again, people were talking crap over our video game chats. And it, it honestly felt like we're all in the same living room. We even had some online tournaments of like 2K basketball. And we all have mics and we played for who was buying lunch when we were all free or out of prison, as we called it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's been a realization I think to all of us that technological innovations can still not replace face-to-face -face interactions. You can talk to someone on FaceTime all you want and, you know, you can love it. Oh, we're talking over the phone. I didn't have to see them. But after a while, it makes you realize 
how special it is to hang out with someone in person and just to say, hey, man, I appreciate you. I miss you. And you can say that all you want over FaceTime, but it, it, it does not replace seeing someone face-to-face, you know, in the flesh. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad that you guys are learning that and valuing that. Um, speaking of, I've heard of a lot of kind of creative ways of getting together to be able to see each other while being able to social distance, especially early on in this this whole ordeal. So I've heard of parking lots, hangouts, where people drive to a location and they literally sit on top of their cars to social distance but still hang out. Have you guys done any of that or anything similar? 100%. And it was kind of lucky and sad. But I bought a new car right before quarantine. I didn't even really get to use it. Most of our parents had us in extreme lockdown. And at the beginning, we just kind of stuck to FaceTime, like I said. But after, I would say, the first month-ish, we definitely had some parking lot hangouts. Definitely went to In-N-Out, um, sat there. We went to the Walmart parking lot. That was that was probably a hot spot for a lot of people. And Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros was still open. <laughs> and with everyone locked up, I swear, most of the 916 is at the Dutch Bros parking lot. Uh, we also took to backpacking and hiking for a while. Every weekend, there's about three of us, and we'd all been under lock and key. So we would go out into Desolation Wilderness up in Tahoe and camp out. We uh, all brought our own tents and hammocks and food for the parents' orders. But with that, it was honestly so peaceful. No service, drama, you know, whatever terrible headline was in the news. It was really sick to just go adventure, test the limits of what your body could do. And I'm honestly grateful with all the craziness that this beautiful wilderness and Earth is only an hour and a half away. You know, it's just waiting to be explored. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, it's a blessing that you're so close to that as well. I mean, there's so many others in urban environments where they they can't really escape to that so quickly. So it's a blessing to be in that area. Um, knowing, too, that you've missed a lot of the stereotypical big events of a senior year of high school experience. Are you feeling the void? I mean, you missed prom, you missed, uh, you know, being together at the end of graduation, walking. So do you guys feel the void? And also, do you feel sorry for yourselves? I think it's very sad. No graduation, no prom, like you said, but it's also very, very unique. You know, we will always be remembered as that class that got senior taken away. I do think a lot of us, most of us, are sad. It is disappointing to go work and and work hard for this climax or finality and to not get it. I mean, probably a week ago, I I turned my quote-unquote final assignment of high school, and it was just a Google Doc uploading to the cloud. Hmm. So that, for me, is disappointing it feels like we can't close the book on this stage of our lives and we just kind of have to move on and get, you know, get over it. There's no outside closure, no graduation, no celebration. On the other hand, I mean, I am grateful to not go back into the classroom and for better or for worse, we kind of got booted into the next stage of our lives. But, uh, yeah, it definitely is something that you will never be able to cherish. And that's pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to process all the things that are going on and the things that you're missing that so many people build up. I mean, all these, how many movies are about a high school prom, right? So how do you maintain perspective during this time? 
Well, obviously, I believe it's our job as believers in Christ to give others hope. Christ gave me that hope, and he talks about that hope in Christ does not disappoint. I always kind of told myself, if I die, then it was my time, and hopefully my death can have some purpose for him. I think we all need to take a step back during this time, you know, and take a breath and appreciate what he has given us and not what is taken away in our lives. Like like up in Desolation Wilderness in Tahoe, like I stated, be thankful that you're hiking in his kingdom and not angry or sad or fearful that you can't go out in public. Hmm. Satan's biggest tool against us is fear. Fear is the enemy of hope, and fear is a controller of people. We have to remember that and remind ourselves that this isn't it. This isn't all in life. You know, praise the Lord that this isn't all there is, because that would be pretty hopeless. Yeah, it's awesome that you have that perspective and that, um, you know, there's a hope and a long-term hope in Christ. So it is hard for people to maintain a long view in life, but it seems like your hope in the Lord has given you a hope that's beyond what our society tells you is important. So tell me about your plans next year. What's what's going on in your life next year? Uh, the uh, ultimate question for a high school senior. I think it's crazy. I totally remember being 11, 12, 13, and looking up to these older kids in my life, and now I'm one of them. As of right now, I am attending Biola University in La Mirada, California, down south. And I will be studying business finance. I love the stock market and the game within the game. And I've grown up with around my dad, and watching him work has been pretty cool. I think he's coming up in one of these pods to talk about just that stock market, everything we go along with that. But recently, it's been put on my heart, and I've really only told my parents right now. But uh, junior and senior year, I am joining the ROTC program at USC for the Air Force. And we'll be going into that route. I have an uncle that is a fighter pilot, and I've always looked up to him. It is a a seven-year commitment, but I believe serving in the military is one of the most honorable things a man could do. Serving your country is something I've always toyed with, but now that the idea is becoming a reality, it's kind of more of a wake-up call. And, And obviously, God can wreck plans in a good way, so you never know. But as of right now, I'm hoping to get my degree in business finance and take that and wait to get out of the military to use it. Um, But it's been super cool in quarantine to see God kind of clear my head and open up my path to what I should be doing in life. That's cool, man. That's a great thought. I mean, it does definitely slow us all down and give us time to think about, you know, what do we want to do in the future? So I'm glad that you've been able to do that. It's also awesome that you want to serve your country. So love that. Let's talk a little bit about next year because there's been a lot of conversations about certain schools meeting in person, certain schools meeting virtually. Um, it sounds like where you're attending next year, Biola, will be open. But what is it like for you and your your buddies to deal with? I mean, typically there's a clean break, right? Like you finish high school and you move on to college. Everybody says their goodbyes that summer and they go their separate ways, but this time it seems like there's still going to be a lot of people hanging out at home because school is virtual. So um, tell us a little bit about that. I think it's actually pretty interesting to see what's going on. It's almost been a throw of the die. I have a buddy that with everything going on, he doesn't want to do school online because he doesn't think he'll be like a student online. Uh, I, I don't disagree with him. He's actually 
leaving for a mission, um, like a, a, a service trip to Nicaragua in January. So he's taking a year off. Hmm. Um, I have another buddy who's doing um, Arizona State Online. Another buddy is going to go run for Masters University, which will be in person. So overall, it's really just a randomization. I think most CSUs are going to be online for the fall term. Uh, a lot of the private Christian schools will be in person. USC, where I will be doing ROTC, will be in person. UCLA will not be in person. So I feel like the entire country is just taking sides on if we're going to be in person or not. And so that's messed up a lot of seniors' plans. I think it'll be interesting to watch how that will affect not only our economy, but the psych of high school seniors, now college freshmen, and how that affects their work ethic, how that affects their grades. So I think that'll be something to watch in this next six months. Interesting. Very interesting to see how everybody's going to deal with that. It's it's different than we've seen in the past, that's for sure. So, all right, my man, I'll get you out on this. How has the pandemic changed you and your generation and what's going to be different moving forward? I think my generation has seen a lot. We were born right after the tragedy of 9-11 and most of our childhood, we were in the Middle East fighting wars we didn't really understand. You know, we've seen Zika virus, H1N1, Ebola, COVID, political unrest and strife. And I think because of that, we have been given the tools that have helped us grow up fast. I think we also have realized how special and important physical interaction is compared to technological. Hmm. When we can't see someone in person, it makes you realize how special it is to interact and hang out not over your screen. You know, I'm excited and worried about our future, but in the end, it's all up to God. For me personally, I think these last couple of years, it's matured me in a short amount of time. And you have to be mature if you want to keep up with the times. I think I'm more informed about politics and the stock market and what is true than if I hadn't been raised during this time. And being able to understand truth and what is right in our world has also been taught to me during this time. So I I think that is what's going to happen with my generation is that we will grow up fast because we have to grow up fast. Um, but man, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful for, you know, you giving me this opportunity to share this part of my story. Um, just kind of show everyone listening to this podcast, kind of how the seniors think, what we've gone through, you know, ups and downs. But uh, thank you so much, man. Of course, man. Thanks for joining us today, Rhett. Um, I do hope that this can provide some perspective for all of us as we see and somebody else's shoes how to deal with this pandemic and really seeing the bright sides and the the downsides so um, if you guys want to connect further with Rhett look him up Rhett Ailes hit him on social media Rhett thanks for joining us my man yeah man thank you so much I think you can all tell that I had a great time chatting with Rhett his stories were relatable his insights were wise his hope was firm The three pieces I'd like to highlight for all of us to take away are as follows. Number one, do your homework. Now, this is one that I wouldn't typically follow Rhett on. I don't know if he's the best student to follow in doing your homework. But in this case, in the pandemic, he was digging in and doing his research before simply listening to the media narrative. We can all dig in and find more data by doing research instead of reading article number 39 of Doom and Gloom. Number two, hold your plans and your future loosely. 
You notice how Rhett said that his current plan is to go to school and study this and that. But he also acknowledged that the God of the universe has a way of changing our plans. Like Mike said in the last episode, Proverbs 16.9, it says that in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Number three, have fun and be thankful. I love the lighthearted approach to Rhett. It reminds me of myself back in the day. Let's find creative ways to have fun and enjoy the blessings that we have during this time. Also, he's really thankful for the time. I was really struck by that, that he said he is thankful for this time. 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 16 to 18 remind us, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When we realize God is in control, we can be thankful, knowing that he'll work all things out for his glory, and if we're believers, for our good. That wraps us up for today. Stay tuned to the 2020 podcast for more.